John Cusack. Hey everybody, welcome to Pod Cusack. I want to wish every single one of you beautiful listeners a very happy 4th of July. It's a very nice weekend to reflect upon America and all of our place in it. So for this week, I thought I would let the man himself talk to you a little bit about America. He's going to share two versions, a sort of pessimistic one and then a much more optimistic one. And you will get a little taste of John's politics and his vision for what America is and also what it could be. So happy 4th of July. And without further ado, here's the man himself, John Cusack. So do you see this issue of the of the privatization of war and the outsourcing of government and, and many of its core functions as, as the core issue? I think so. I think that follows, you know, this, this vision of the world that, uh, you know, corporate ethics are our national interest. And, you know, if you, and I just don't think as a citizen or as a spiritual creature or even as a thinking creature that, that, that we should accept that. I don't want to be a shareholder in a great ecumenical <laughs> college of corporations. <laughs> That's not my thing. I don't want to uh, join that party. And I don't think a lot of other people do either. To me, it feels like we're zonk spectators and we're on this conveyor belt. And like, oh my God, this is horrible. Is this really happening? And, and we just keep going. And um, um, I think maybe making the film, though no great feat, certainly, but at least it's saying something. Or it's just saying at least in this time when America was being taken down this path, which I, I think is correctable. Um, you know, I didn't want to say, well, I was just made money or I did this or, you know, I think it's just a movie and it's just art, but I think it's part of a larger conversation. It's part of a voice that says, uh, I'm not with this and you don't have to be with it either. And it's part of a kind of insurrectionary expression uh, of dissent, which I think is vital to actually being patriotic. I think the idea that people have politics even if they don't know it is a pretty subversive suggestion. Yeah. Everybody has politics. You know, you are going to be a part of the world one way or the other. You're going to be a part of these systems whether you like it or not. So you might as well choose to be conscious. When I was a young man reading Howard Zinn and considering and absorbing the epic str struggle for civil rights that gave us some of the most magnificent and powerful thinkers of our time, powerful writers, fighters, the legacies of Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X, Fannie Lou Hamer, Ella Baker, Angela Davis, Dorothy Day and the Catholic Worker, Eugene Debs, the Berrigan Brothers, public intellectuals like Noam Chomsky who would go on to influence everybody from public enemy to the clash and learning about the meaning and the legacy of Franklin Delano Roosevelt and the New Deal from my father who lived it and my father's generation working for and waiting for the next movement to finish finally finish what FDR started I mean these were titanic uh, titanic figures and, and ideas in my head, but as but in public life, it seemed like their time had passed um, in the public arena. And in the early 80s, it was it was pretty barren out there. And then a congressman named Bernie Sanders came onto the scene, and you could immediately see this was a guy who had the future in his eyes. This is a guy who um, had remarkable courage. And this is a person who had a, a, a deep and a powerful connection to the truth. He spoke 
about the absolute need for justice and equality and dignity for all people. And it, it was a singular voice and unrelentingly powerful in its moral clarity. He offered a principled, visionary critique of American empire. He publicly, loudly, and boldly rejected the hideous lie that unchecked greed and predatory capitalism in all of its cruelty was good. That it was, in fact, the planet's only means of survival. That we must all bow allegiance to this ruling orthodoxy of Earth. He kept telling us there was another, better way. And he kept telling the truth. But he told us what we needed to hear, not what we wanted to hear, because he respects us. When a person respects you, they tell you the fucking truth. Pardon my language. I know I'm off the campaign. I just got fired from the campaign. But when a person respects you, they tell you the truth. Now, sometimes the truth is not always a pleasant thing. Sometimes illusions can be very seductive. But he was unrelentingly honest. And as it is with truth-tellers, he was often speaking his truth alone, sometimes famously and literally, literally a lone man in an empty chamber house bearing witness for the victims of another war built and sold on lies. This was a special man. This was a man of vision. This is a man who, in my tradition, they'd say you, has the Holy Spirit in him. And this is a fighter that has less quit in him than anybody I've ever seen. And over the years, he spoke, he worked, he organized. He wouldn't go away. He had made himself a most troublesome man for those in power. He was not obedient. He did not bow down to the almighty dollar. He never took that road more traveled, the easier, softer way. That's not who he is. And over the coming 40 years, it became clear to us, a lot of us anyway, that he was one of the true inheritors of the mantle of the great American voices for justice. He stands shoulder to shoulder with those in history who have been the moral conscience of our time. And like Dr. King, Bernie Sanders voiced the forbidden connections between capitalism, imperialism, racism, sexism, global warming in the 80s, look it up on YouTube, and the era of endless wars that he saw coming, and of course the endless war economies Eisenhower warned about. And for 40 years, we've endured this neoliberal class war from above. And for 40 years, Bernie Sanders has been there fighting back. You know what? For four decades, Bernie was right. Again and again and again and again. We have never, ever, ever in our lifetime had a candidate. We've never had a candidate that will do more for working people in our lifetimes. In our lifetimes, we have never had a true, a true, honest to God, champion of social, economic, and climate justice this close to the White House with a movement he's led and built ready to implement those changes. His critiques of neoliberalism, right, the era, that 40-year era, was right and it was true. And his prophetic warnings have come to pass. The planet is faltering in the face of relentless corporate plunder, and the billionaires are tightening their stranglehold on public policy, and sadly, violence and fascism and poverty is spreading across the globe. The 40-year assault has been defined by these trends, and the ruling ideology oversaw the greatest upward redistribution of wealth in this country's history.
And in this world upside down, morally bankrupt logic, the government's only job, it seems, is to create optimal conditions for corporate profit, to privatize everything in sight and sell off every inch of the Commonwealth. That's it. Maximize corporate profit at all costs. It'd be a perfect system if there were no human beings. But as Bernie told us, the free markets, well, they're not so free, but corporate welfare is alive and well. And our system, it seems, the overriding principle is socialize the risk, privatize the profit. It's sort of like the gangster movie um, when the guy says, screw you, pay me. It's an economy of screw you, pay me. The whole deadly political circus is about greed. It's a social contract of fear, cruelty, and greed. Unchecked capitalism is the issue. Class is the issue. And now runaway equality has created a world where 62 people own as much wealth as the poorest half of the world's population. And it's a very long-winded, but this is just a long-winded way of saying Bernie saw it all. He saw it all coming. And in the age of Twitter and two-second histories, Bernie Sanders has been saying what is only now considered fashionable for 40 years. But he said it for decades when he was greeted with ridicule and hostility and scorn. This is what makes him prophetic. He has the vision and the depth to deal with the problems we have because he brings a lifetime experience to the table. He's literally put his body and soul and his integrity on the line for us his whole life. And I... Judging by this turnout, it's pretty easy to say Bernie Sanders is by far the most popular politician in America, right? And the good news is, if you haven't heard, but this very same guy, the guy with the future in his eyes, filled with his spirit, filled with compassion, filled with love, with, with, with a fierce love for human beings, happens to be leading a revolutionary movement that is unprecedented in American history. Truly. That should have gotten more applause because we have to take back the meaning of the word revolution. We're not talking about a Nike commercial. We're not talking about a can of soda. We're talking about a radical redistribution of economic and political power. A real revolution. And the billionaires are getting nervous, and all the corporate media is, they hate us, they don't hate us, they're confused. And it seems like every conceivable power structure on earth is trying to kill or derail our movement, but we're still here. We know this form of capitalism takes and takes, it takes whatever, whenever, however it wants. It'll take our lives, It'll take our labor, our spirit, our air and water, even our earth. And Bernie respects us enough to tell the truth, the hard truth. We have a 10 to 12 year window to radically transform our energy systems or climate change, predatory capitalism and the endless war economies will rob us of the right to any future at all. And as we can see literally every day, the house is on fire. But as Bernie tells us, this is no time for despair. It's no time for anything but action. Because if we stand together, with him, the future is still indeed unwritten. And there is nothing more powerful than a movement whose time has come. We have never had a movement candidate this close to power with a revolutionary movement he's led and built 
ready to go all the way to change the country and help heal the world. When people of every race, creed, gender, everybody stands together in solidar solidarity, when all of us whose labor powers this economy stop the profiteering and tell the billionaires and the corporate tyrannies that it's time to start treating all human beings with respect and dignity. A few examples. A few examples of, of, of this more compassionate society. How about health care as a human right? <laughs> Medicare for all. So if, if you live in this country and you get sick, you don't have to be a rich person to go to the doctor. And if you want to get an education, you don't have to go into a modern day debtor's, debtor's prison. That's not such a radical ask. Public colleges and universities tuition free, canceling student debt, medical debt relief. Guaranteeing a living wage. And most crucially, transforming the economy with the Green New Deal, which will be by necessity, in fact, the biggest economic transformation of the United States since World War II. So, has the world caught up to Bernie Sanders' moral vision? Yes? Look, it's up to us, but there are some encouraging signs. Um, the corporate media, as I said, you know, they used to hate us and then they ignored us and then they acted like we weren't there and now they just seem really confused about us. Um, Wall Street hates us. Drug companies hate us. Insurance companies? Yeah, hate us. Fossil fuel companies? Military industrial complex yeah. and the 1% of the 1%? No, they don't hate us. You know what it is? They fear us. Do you want, do you want to know why? Because we're going to take on their greed and their corruption and we're going to win. And I'll ask you one more question, then I'll go away, and you can hear the great man. Let me ask you one more question. What is 100% minus 1%? I'm not very good at math. 99%. I like our chances.